This is Sounds Like Adventure, an actual play podcast all about fun roleplay, short runtimes, and great sound design. I'm your host and DM, Jack Trainer, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and players, Jacob Sirachi and China Venzel. Hey there! Welcome back. It's episode five of Sounds Like Adventure. Thanks for joining us. And today, it's puzzle time. But in the last episode, Otis and Seok, they found out that they were the winners of the crazy contest that they were challenged to by the eccentric Arakokra by the name of Mary Canary. And not long after that, they had a really strange encounter with Indifference Jones. Seems to be getting kind of aggressive. Could he be dangerous? But after that strange moment passed, they made their way up to the reflecting pool, the strange puzzle that needs to be solved. And in today's episode, we'll find out if the brothers can solve the mystery of the reflecting pool. All right, so when we last left off, you guys have just arrived at the balcony that's overlooking the reflecting pool. You're taking in the scene and you're getting ready to try and figure out what to do with this puzzle. And then Indifference Jones, the curator, he starts to speak. The great magician, Mike Rotunda, gave us the instructions on the puzzle to be solved. A clever rhyme that I will now recite for you. Pool so deep. Balcony high. Reflecting pool. Reflects more than I. Deep within and deep without. In the sand, turn about. Pool so deep. Balcony high. Reflecting pool. Reflecting I. Takes sort of his characteristic, strange, unsettling pause and stands there wondering what you guys are going to do next. So the position we are on the balcony, like we're on the side of the garden and looking down from the side, or are we actually looking like bird's eye view more or less onto the water? Yeah, so you have a little bit of a side view of the room where you can see to your left of where you're standing, you can see the the dry garden, more of that in front of you. And then from the middle of the balcony over to the right, you can see the reflecting pool itself. And how high are we above the dry garden or are we pretty much level? Um, No, you're quite high above it. You're a full story above basically. Like you came up some stairs to get here. So if you jump down, it would be quite a distance. Okay. And um, can we, from the angle we look onto the, the pool, can we see us reflect, ourselves reflected? Or do we see like an angle and see the walls? Depending on how you look into it, depending where you stand, you can see different things reflected in it. But yeah, standing where you are, you can see yourselves reflected back in the image. And as it was noted when you walked in, it's like glass, like absolutely motionless, this pool, no ripples on it all. And it's just a perfect reflection of what you're looking back at. Okay. Um, Can I make an investigation check? I want to check like the walls around the edges of this to see if there's any sort of markings or anything that 
I think could be used from the reflection of the pool. Yeah, give me another invest. Give me an investigation. The fourteen. Nice. So yeah, looking around, you just see many plants winding around the walls. There's windows on the the left wall that you can see reflecting into a small hallway. Um, And all around it, it's that same electric colored plants just winding around everywhere. While he's looking around, can I move around as much as possible on like as the balcony allows and see if I can find any discrepancies between the reflection and the reality? Yeah, definitely. So you're looking into the pool as you do this? I'm walking on the balcony back and forth to get the most angles. And then I'm comparing what I see in the reflection to what is reflected. So give me a perception check on that. All right, uh, here we go. And that is a 16. So, yeah, as you're doing this, you, you're looking in the reflections and you're comparing the walls, you compare the one in front of you, it looks the same, the one to the right looks the same, the one to the left looks the same. But you look behind you and you notice that there isn't plants growing on the wall behind you, but there are plants in the image that's reflecting. Hmm, okay. Attack Otis's arm and say, like, see, in the pool... I can see the wall behind us with flowers, but the wall behind us doesn't have any flowers in the reality. So it's only in the reflection. In the rhyme, it says, deep within, deep with, and deep without, in the sand, turn about. Otis pulls out a coin and then looks at indifference Jones before he does it and like holds it in his hand as if he's about to flick it and just looks at indifference Jones with a raised eyebrow to... Like, may I? Go right ahead, my good sir. Uh, yeah, Otis flicks the coin into the reflecting pool. Nice. Uh, give me a sleight of hand. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a nine. So you, you flick it and it flips up. It's, it's beautiful, amazing flip. And it lands right next to the pool in the sand. <laughs> um, Otis just sort of looks dejected um, at uh, at Siok and then um, instead just uh, takes a coin and full arm throws it into the pool instead. Okay, yeah. So it, it goes, uh, yeah, shoots straight into the pool, um, and it hits the it hits the pool and unnaturally, like a huge ripple just rolls out from the spot where the coin hit the pool. It's one solid ripple and it makes it all the way to the edges and dissipates at the edges and then the pool is immediately still again. While the ripple is happening, Sirk takes a quick look around and see if the room changes. No, there isn't any notable change to the room as the ripple is occurring. Yeah, can I try to sort of shuffle around the balcony and see if I can line up a vantage point where some of the reflection of, like, the the plants make an eye or a word? Maybe. Sure. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, give me a perception. Okay. 
That's a whole of five. On the, the balcony is like small and tidily yep. kept. There's like, yep. you know, a few tables and chairs for sitting. Um, there's a ladder against one of the walls, you know, probably for maintaining the plants. But clearly the balcony itself has been set up to gaze into the pool. So you have to sort of weave around the various items that are up there. But it doesn't click necessarily as an eye specifically what you're looking at. But you're definitely yep. like drawn to the reflection of what should be the empty space. Otis, like says to his brother, he says, um, brother, I think you're right. I think you've got some something there with the, the plants behind us. Maybe. I'll have a I'll have a closer look and see. And as I say that, I'll, I'll lean over as so to get the best vantage to see the reflection of the wall behind us that show the plants that are not actually there. Try to find if there's any pattern I recognize or maybe like a message or like a symbol. Yeah, wonderful. Give me another perception. That would be an 18. Wonderful. So yeah, with an 18, you can perceive what Otis struggled to perceive before, that in the space behind you, it's like a perfect circle that is empty behind you. And as you stare at it, you look at the shape of the plants, the order in which they are shaped in the reflection, and it is clearly an eye being reflected back at you in the, in the shape of these plants. I see, I see. Otis turns to um, Indifference Jones and says, uh, now, good sir, is the answer to this a word or an action or how do we how do we give our answer well it is not for one such as i to know how to solve the puzzle of course only the great magician mike rotunda would know the answer to that however what i can tell you is the items that were placed on this balcony were requested specifically by him otis uh puts up a big finger and says, ah, um, and goes to climb up the ladder to get a better vantage point again. So where the ladder is positioned at the moment, so it's sort of to the, the left of um, the balcony. So okay. you climb up the balcony and you're towards the edge of the uh, empty space. You're at the diameter of the, of the circle. Yeah, so uh, as high up as I can get on the ladder, even knowing that it probably won't do any good, uh, Otis will use his uh, mage hand to stabilize the ladder. More of a um, peace of mind thing. And then, yeah, try and get a better vantage point and see if there's anything different or more that I can gain from this. Um, can you give me another perception? All right. That's a whole hot natural one. So you're pretty sure that there is no solution to this puzzle and you guys have been pranked. Otis immediately turns down to Siok in, in earshot of indifference Jones and says, brother, I believe that, the, that this is unsolvable. I don't believe there is a solution. I usually trust you in matters of the mind, but... I've, I saw something 
you just stay there, uh, stay up there for a second. Um, can I line up again so I see that eye? And do I see Otis next to the eye? Yes, you can definitely see Otis on the on the edge of the eye. Give me another inside here. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm I'm rolling I'm rolling really poorly. Since you, <laughs> but I've got the the sonic dice too. Um, that's eight plus five, uh, thirteen. Wonderful. With the eight plus the five that you just rolled, you just feel cold. Like you want to get up there, right where the iris is. I'll conjure one of my psychic blades. I'll aim as center of the eye as possible, throw the dagger, and as it's about to hit the wall, I'll jump to the position and then use my cat's claws to try and cling onto the wall, see if that has any effect at all. Great. Okay. So yeah, you do that and you you grab the wall and you are right next to where the iris is. It's like you're clawing the wall with like your left hand just to the right of you is where the iris would be. Do I see anything up there? No, you don't see anything, but it's like it's like calling to you, like it wants you to touch it. Uh, I'll listen to the call. I'm touching it. So as you place like the flat of your palm on the wall, and as you do it, the space underneath your hand begins to turn and rotate. And like you almost lose balance as it's rotating. You shuffle your grip a little bit and you're able to hang on. And a small eye shape forms and expands out underneath your hand. It's around, you know, maybe maybe like a foot in size once it stops moving and it blinks open like a like an iris and inside you find a small piece of paper oh paper i love paper i'll grab the paper otis otis will get start getting down off the ladder at this point <laughs> realizing it's not helping all right uh, i'll take the paper and um, make my way back down onto the balcony Wonderful. So I think you just let go of the wall and spring back down. It wasn't wasn't all that high up that you needed to climb. So yes, uh, and you do you do you read do you do you open up the piece of paper and have a look what's on there? Um, no. As a policy, Siok doesn't do any paperwork whatsoever. So he just hands it to Otis. Before Siok even starts the hand the paperwork off, Otis already has his hand out ready to accept it. And then, uh, yeah, reads out what's on the paper. So it says, Congratulations, friend. You have solved my puzzle. It is a thrill indeed to know that one was able to reflect upon the solution. As any great seeker of knowledge, I know that solving this puzzle is reward enough. But for those of you who see the power of the eye, I suggest you reflect on what you can find in the menagerie. Hmm. Very cool. cryptic. Can I roll a history or like a, something to see if we do, like I can connect this to anyone that we know of in the room? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, give me a, give me a history. History? No. I'll 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 help. That's a, that's a whole of seventeen. Yep. Wonderful. And just how are you helping? 
<laughs> to remember I'm helping I'm helping by repeating the name Mike Rotunda in the most different kind of ways you know like you, you pointing Mike Rotunda just, I'll just Mike take it with Rotunda. disadvantage Jack I'll take it with disadvantage it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Dirk no, is not very it's, good at those kind of <laughs> problems, so <laughs> he's actually not helping at all. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, seventeen. Um, would it's not a name that you necessarily recognize, but like, it reminds you of like the type of alias that someone might use within the Runei. Okay. Um, it has like a familiar ring to it. Before before Otis says anything, Sirk just shakes his head and like, no. I don't think there's any connection whatsoever. Siok will, will grab the, the, the piece of paper from Otis before he can hand it to someone else. That's ours. We've earned it fair and square. By all means, my good sir, the prize goes to the winner. And of course, there is only one winner who wins the prize once a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> but what if someone else solves it after we leave? Well, as you can see, he gestures up towards the empty space, the, the open space in the wall. Anyone who comes in the room will solve the puzzle by way of it already being solved. I'm a bit sad that all the other people won't have the chance to break their heads on this puzzle. What will you tell your... Is it customers, visitors that come after us? Well, I will tell them that there was once a puzzle here that is usually solved once a year. However, it has already been solved once this year. Really? Only once, Mr. Jones? Only once a year <laughs> may the puzzle be solved. <laughs> um. So once we've solved it, which is now, mm -hmm. what's next on the agenda? Well, according to my schedule, the preparations for the menagerie are still not yet to be completed. The speech at the dissertarium will be starting soon. So it seems like a great use of our time in the meantime. Yeah, we could also talk about business. I heard you very fervently say your art is not for sale but you must know that in the world of art collecting a sale is not really often a sale it's more of a trade let's say you have something that we are very interested in and in exchange we might have something you might be interested in have you heard of the artist mad marvin He's very, very well known for his sculptures and his theme of plums. We happen to have a very nice sculpture by the name of the, the Great Plummet. As you can imagine, it's a mountain made out of plums. Fantastic piece. And maybe you might be interested in a kind of trade. Uh, Otis contributing to this bluff. Uh, uh, says 
said something along the lines of like, yes, brother, a pivotal piece in its time, but surely we can't let that one go. Can you give me a deception check on this one? Deception. Where are you? Ah, oh, there we go. I'm actually quite good at that. Oh, that's a 13. Wow. Uh, indifference says, Interesting. I don't believe I've heard of the artist Mad Marvin before. But pray tell, what are you interested in to offer such a generous trade of what is clearly such a rare and real artwork? Otis immediately panics over the mind link and is like, brother, what do we want? <laughs> so just, uh, I'm not saying that we definitely want anything. We are looking. And if we find something that piques our interest, I'm just putting it out there to ease your mind that we don't, we're not offering you money. Who cares about money? We are offering something of similar value in exchange, something you might find interesting, something you might find a good addition to your museum. But what we are looking for specifically for an exhibition are pieces shaped like eyes in different kinds of styles specifically we we need some less realistic depictions of eyes like a rune letters an eye made of symbols something like that go ahead uh give us a persuasion That would be a 15. Well, despite the appealing nature of the open-ended trade that you have offered, I must assure you that no artworks will leave the building. However, the eye motif is something that we hold dear within the whole of electric curiosity. And in fact, within the menagerie, there is one piece that is similar to what you have described. I would be happy to show it to you. I would love to put, lay my eyes on it. Ha <laughs> ha, very good, sir. Also, if, we, if you don't want to trade what you've got here, we might, you might be able to direct us to an artist or some place where we could acquire something similar to what we find we are liking. That is very humorous indeed. Let me assure you that the artworks within the whole of Electric Curiosities are truly one of a kind. What, what, what was the talk about again? As Sjörg moves out of the, from the balcony. The talk in the Dissertarium is of course with notable Magia Horticulturan, Susan Scones. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Susan, quite familiar with her work. <laughs> His work, you mean? Ah, wrong Susan. <laughs> of course. I'm sure he hates that when that happens. Very difficult when there's uh, two Susans in the magic horticulturalism business. <laughs> indeed, indeed. 
But yes, let's move on to the Dissertarium. He leads you out the double doors that open out onto the balcony. Um, and you notice in the next room that there is a queue that has formed um, around a statue. And he says, well, look here. It looks like we have quite a bit of excitement to see our special speaker. It'll take quite a while to get in at this rate. And he turns and he winks at you both. And he goes, but luckily you're with the curator. Follow me. So he opens up the side door and he leads you through and you follow him as he takes you past people wearing that same white dress shirt, the waistcoats, the green ties. They're carrying trays of food and drinks like canapes, that kind of thing. It's obvious you're in like sort of like a side access corridor where the workers are travelling so they're not bothering the regular people who are here at the Hall of Electric Curiosity. And down on the sides of the hallway, you can see like clothing racks that are hanging so you can even see some of those same uniforms that the workers have been wearing hung on the clothing racks. And he reaches a doorway and he's about to open it when the elf from the front gate runs up. That's Mega Magumbo. He runs up to him and gets his attention. He's like, sir, there's been an incident in the menagerie. One of these no-good nicks is causing quite a stir. Uh, And as they're talking, you notice on the other side of the hallway, the opposite side where the door is that you guys are looking, there is a rope, there's another door rather, with a rope in the way that says employees only. He says, well, that won't do. My good men, the talk seems like it's about to start. Go in and enjoy. I'm sure you will find it most illuminating. I will return to you momentarily. And he opens the door and quickly sort of ushers you in before turning and speeding off. And most of the other employees, they either push with you into the room or they turn and head off to that door that says employees only. So you guys find yourself in the room now. So as you walk into the next room, you find yourself in this small curtained off area and the crowd of workers move with you and you guys sort of stumble out into the room and you see this large room where people are milling about and eating canapes and drinking and you notice you've entered quite near what looks like a small stage with two chairs placed facing each other at slight angles. And you also notice there's a leopard printed tabaxi in the same attire as the rest of the people that you've been seeing but she's wearing a green suit jacket and she has vivid green eyes. And she seems to be ordering people around and she sees both of you enter and she spots you, Otis, and she quickly wheels around and beelines towards you and she says, oh, thank the gods you're here. We were beginning to think that you wouldn't show. Uh, she's holding a drink and she hands it to you, Seok. And she says, okay, please join the crowd. He'll be quite all right during the talk. Then she turns to the crowd before either of you can respond and she says, Ladies and gentlemen, might I please welcome the world's foremost mind in Majahorticulture, Susan Scones. And she gestures towards you, Otis, and the crowd erupts into applause at this point. Episode 5, there we go, 
It's another one. Stick around next episode to find out if Otis can actually pull off this impression of this person who is an expert on a subject that he truly knows nothing about. But to make sure you don't miss that episode, head over to the app that you're listening to this on right now. Subscribe, follow the show, leave a five-star review. That'd be awesome. Also, if you haven't entered our giveaway yet, it is the second last week that you can enter. So make sure you head over to our socials or head over to soundslike.show. There's a link on our website that'll take you to all the terms and conditions and you'll get everything you need to know there. But hey, with all that in mind, we'll see you next week in the next episode of Sounds Like Adventure.